0: Hello, sunshine. We are so glad that you are with us. On today's show, we're going to learn about active prayer, real-life, real-time prayer for your real-life problems, things like anxiety, fear, worry. So if you or someone you know is kind of a mess today, today's show is for you. So whoever you are, wherever you are, welcome. I'm Tamara, and this is Quality Tam. Don't know about you, but I know it's true. We all need a little more love God loves you And He knows what you feel And He sees you He'll tell you what's real Don't worry Cause He's all you need Believe me, I know It's time for the show Quality 10 So I'm just going to get right into it today. We are going full force today. I'm going to tell you right now, probably news that you already know, is that we have got some problems. We've got some serious problems. We as people are some of the most anxious, fearful beings out there. Truly, as I was researching people, so many things came up. Um, And people are my favorite thing in the world. I love people. And it's funny how we respond to these problems, to this fear, to this anxiety. We cope in weird ways. Like we maybe stay really busy. We have a busy schedule that keeps us going, right? We spend money. Maybe some of you drink. Maybe you work like crazy. You gossip about other people's problems so you don't have to worry about your own issues. So Really, we're a mess. (laughs) So as I was looking at this, I thought to myself, my goodness, why are we such a mess? Believers, everyone, non-believers, believers, everybody, you look at the news, everything's out of control, people are acting crazy, they're acting a fool. It's so much. And so where there are people, there will be problems. So when studying people, four major emotions came up. Anger, fear, anxiety, and worry. So where do these apply in your life? My question to you, do they apply in your job? Are you constantly worried about your job? Do you have anxious feelings about it, your finances, your relationships? Are you worried about what people might think about you? What is it that's, um, that's getting to you today or, or this past week maybe, maybe this past year of your life? And in what parts of your life do you allow anger and fear, anxiety, worry? Let's define these words first, and we're gonna do it really quick because we're gonna jump into some other stuff today, so bear with me. By anger, I mean a sense of injustice and a desire to push against something that we feel isn't fair or right. Fear is a God-given emotion when our mind alerts us to danger, either real or perceived, okay? Anxiety is what we feel when our body is responding to the emotion of fear. Some of you felt that before? Worry is the thought process that mulls over and gives power to the object of our fear. So emotions aren't a bad thing, okay? Emotions aren't, aren't terrible. They're created. They're created by God. So we have these emotions, and God has created us as emotional people. Our emotions are given by God to put us into motion, Maybe that's a better way of thinking about it. So they kind of spur us on to other things. And as I watch the world around me just so quickly spiral into this weird place, it's like spiraling out of control. I can't help but ask myself, and I hope you'd ask yourself as well, what is missing? What is going on here? And I um, I wonder because I was thinking, okay, these four emotions, anger, fear, anxiety, worry. What do they have in common? Like, what's the common denominator? These four emotions. I mean, like, Google it yourself. Look it up. It just, it's, it's there. You're going to find these four emotions for, for so many people. And I thought, what's the, what's the commonality between all of this? And so when you look it up, you can look up the psychological root of all of this and find the commonalities between anger, fear, anxiety, and worry. And what I found was that people didn't feel like they were equipped to deal with a problem. That's why they were experiencing these emotions. They felt unequipped or unsure of how to deal with stress. And when they felt that confrontation became too much to handle, that's when they turned to anger. Okay, so I'm looking at this thinking, that sounds like a loss of control. Sounds like a loss of control of my life and the things going on around me, and it also sounds like my emotions are are hitting, and then they're layering, and then you become overwhelmed with what these layers are, and then you start to worry, and you begin to get anxious, and it sort of spirals you now into this into this out of control downward spiral. It's almost as if now the initial issue isn't really the issue at all. But I, I was. I was thinking, I was like, what is this really about? And and it seems like the issue looks like it might be inside of the person. So the issue might actually be inside of you, inside of me, not really the problem that's surrounding me. Um, so then that brought me to my next question, which was, am I my biggest problem? <laughs> is, it, is it me? Like there's that phrase, it's like, it's not you, it's me but I genuinely am thinking this, that I th- think it's me. And so ask yourself, is it you? There's things we can't control that happen around us. There are things that are are going to happen that we have no control over, but, but how we respond to those things, we absolutely have control over those things. So how do you respond? What is your outlook in life? Is it a positive outlook? Is it negative? What's your mental response? to stress. In Isaiah 26.3, it says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. So if we have the word as Christians and we have like all these right answers in the Bible, why are we still having so many problems? Why are we still so anxious, so worried, so afraid, so angry? We did a show on anger, if you wanna go more into it, feel free to take a look at it, but these four emotions just keep coming up. Are they coming up in your life? So my flesh, my body, my mind, me, the person that I am, that Tamara is, my flesh wants to tell me things like, my life is out of control. There's no hope for this situation. Um, There's no hope for the problems that I'm facing. Maybe those are the thoughts that are going through your mind. But the truth, the truth is that God has allowed this stress in our lives to reveal our weaknesses. And so that's important for us, not so that we can just see where we're weak in our lives, but so that we can reach out to who is strong and the strength that we should be grabbing from. The truth is that I can be grateful for the pressure that I'm under because it's causing me now to become closer to him. It's, it's leading me now to do things in not my own strength, but in his strength, right? So so weird how these problems are coming up, but God's using them, and he's using them for a very specific purpose for your life and for mine. In 2 Corinthians, Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's Paul saying that. But that, the, his grace, God's grace is sufficient for me. And so I'm not ignoring what you're going through. I'm not ignoring if you deal with depression or anxiety or you deal with all of this struggle all the time. I don't want to ignore that. We're actually bringing light to what's really going on. the The question that I'm asking is, are we doing our part? Um, are, are we, I'm so careful <laughs> because this topic is sensitive, okay? I have family, I have friends. I've been through circumstances in my life that people will fight to the death on, right? Of how this topic should be handled. When you feel anxious, when you feel depressed, when you feel sad, um, whether there is a chemical imbalance in your body, we could go for days on this topic. But what I'm asking you is a spiritual question, okay? Are you doing your part? Am I doing my part? And what I mean by that is, is, am I applying truth, God's word, God's truth to my life in the areas that I know I should be doing that in? Okay, now, if you're not a believer, let me just throw this out there for you. This is a faith-based show. We say that all the time. But why that matters is because what I'm about to go into (laughs) means nothing to you if you don't understand this next point that I'm about to say. Okay, for those of you believers, those of you Christians, call yourselves Christians and everything else, yeah, we're, we're coming for you, it's great, it's wonderful, we're all in the same boat, don't worry, no one's pointing the finger or judging. But for the non-believer, for the person who's like, I don't believe in any of this, okay? I want to just, I just want to throw it out there for you real quick, that what we're talking about is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I, I couldn't be more clear on who i'm talking about because the whole point of this is 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 gonna come up later and that is now and later and that is that if you're not praying to to a god that is alive this is going to be a problem for you so i encourage you to fact check and do your history work on this as well and find out if jesus christ is god and that would happen if jesus christ rose from the dead So if he died and he rose again from the dead and there were witnesses of that and there was historical fact of this, that that would be a beautiful thing, right? So I encourage you to look that up, find out for yourself who God is. I encourage you to seek out Jesus and I also encourage you to ask God what his name is. Just ask him. He'll literally tell you. And so this is important because the power that is held in someone who died and rose again Death and resurrection, this is a very big deal for everything else we are about to go into. We cannot ignore that fact. So the person who's like, yeah, I've heard of that before, a kind of sort of whatever, whatever, this is the approach we're taking from this point forward. So the power that comes from this, it's not hokey pokey. It's not black magic. It's not anything dark. It's not even just church talk. It's real life. And this real life action, these things that, that are happening um, to help us, God, who's helping us walk through this, um, the reason why this is so important is because it changes the way that we think, it changes the way that we speak, it changes the way that we live, how we sleep, our blood pressure, our stress level, our response, to tame our tongue. So now I wanna to talk to the believer the believer, the person who says I believe in Jesus, I believe that I believe in all of this. I'm a Christian and I believe that that he he is who he says that he is, but I deal with all these problems. Well, let me just let me just start here. If we're a believer, if all of us are believers, I want to encourage and challenge all of us, me and you, to stop making excuses. Okay? All of us, not just you not just your aunt, not just so-and-so who you're nudging, all of us, to stop making excuses and start to be obedient in our walk with him. Because this is where our prayer life is going to matter. This is where real-life action, like like we are in it, okay? This is active prayer, real-life prayer for real-life problems is going to matter. Because as a believer, say you're insecure real life prayer, real action prayer, and believing in who you're praying to, right then and there, in that moment, You're having a real life conversation with God himself, your creator of the universe, okay? And creator of your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul. So so you can talk to him in your insecurities and you can say, God, I am asking you right now in this very moment, he's not too busy to talk to you. He's listening to you, he is intimate with you, he hears you, he knows you in the most purest, most beautiful way. And so you can bring up your insecurities and say, God, what's going on in me? I need help with these insecurities because they're making me an ugly person. Can right now you show me who you want me to be and let me see what you're asking of me, who you're showing me that I am, that you've created me to be? Do I have any rejection issues? Do I have any needs that need to be surrendered to you? Or am I I living for myself? What, What is going on? Ask him those things. Those insecurities can keep us from God's best. If you're if you're a man who's not leading your home the way that God has asked you to do, don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed right now. Don't be so prideful that you say, nah, I'm not going to go reach out for that help. But instead, use humility and thank God that he's brought this up right now and say, there are some things that need to change. And because I have a prayer life that's established with the one and only God, real God, Holy Spirit, who is a person, he is going to lead me and help me to be better to my family, with my family, the way that God has called me to be. And don't be embarrassed if you've made mistakes, maybe you're you're on this point of where you're like, no, no, I'm like a little too far gone. Like it would be great if I would have maybe asked for forgiveness like back over here on this end. That's not real, okay, That's, that's not real. I don't know who told you that, but that's not in the Bible. What's in the Bible is that you can ask at any time that you need to ask, okay? So if that's right now, you do it right now in your spirit, in your heart right now, okay? You've been whatever, committing adultery, looking at porn, doing whatever it is that you think that you need to do for whatever reason because you're stressed out and that's where you go, that's what you go to, or you have an addiction of some sort, okay, whatever that that is, right now, in this moment, real time, real life prayer for real problems God is here and he is forgiving you. He will and he has forgiven you. So don't miss that opportunity because what comes with that now is a new life that can be lived. Okay. And it's, and if it, you turn from that and you say, Hey, it's never too late. And then you wait on him and he will tell you what to do next. But it's active, it's real life. Like we're having a conversation right now, this is real. Okay, he'll tell you what to do next. Don't give up and don't check out because he's right here. He is right here. He's going to teach you how to speak kindly, how to do things different because he's in it now. Okay, it's a big deal. Maybe you're in the ministry. Maybe you're in the church. Maybe you work in, uh, you work in, in something that deals with, with church or ministry life, whatever that it is, and you have been abusing your position. Maybe there's some spiritual abuse that's happening and God is convicting you in your spirit right now that this isn't how it goes and that, and that he's not okay with this. But you're ready to say, sorry, I don't want to do it like this. Okay? Because spiritual manipulation can take people away from the Lord. And some of you have been spiritually manipulated. Some of you have had really bad experiences in church and it wasn't always bad on their end. Maybe there were mistakes made and maybe some of you are like, you know what, I might've held that a little bit too um, too much. I, I, I held that against them too much. You gotta let go of those things. And there are those of you who are like, no, this is real. Like, I'm involved in some really weird stuff and it's gotta stop. And so I pray that right now you realize the effect and the power that you have as a leader and as a ministry worker in the church And where you're at in your position, all the things that you're doing, that you would take it so seriously that you would go before God and say, God, I'm sorry for the way that I've been doing these things. And I ask for your forgiveness. And I pray that you would make this road clean for me from this point forward, because I don't want to lead anybody else astray. I don't want to lead anybody out of the church, of the body of Christ, not just your four walls, but out of the church as a body as a whole. And so what are you doing right now with that conviction, that real-time prayer right now? Do it right now, not later, not tomorrow, not next week, right now. Because God hears you. He's here right now. This is where prayer matters. It matters. And sometimes we're afraid to go to God in prayer because we don't really want to quit what we're doing. We're like, no, I genuinely am fine. (laughs) And also, I don't want to have to deal with all these problems they are going to come up if I go and confess my sins as unto God. I'm like, oh, I repent, I turn from my sins and I walk the other way. It's like, well, no, but I kind of like that little option over there. I kind of like my comfort. I don't know how it's going to turn out if I have to give up on that or give up on this. Some of you are like, what, closet smokers, closet drinkers, you think you're hiding it from people and everyone's like, we all. No, You know, it's like, guys, how long are we going to hide this? How long? It's the matter of the heart. And it brings us back to our prayer life and what we're going through and the anxieties that we encounter and the worry that we have and the fear, the fear of being who we really are because people are going to judge us. If God knows who you are, that's where the period goes. Okay? And, and you get to have this life with him that is so amazing because he, he loves you. He's got you. Be honest about where you're at. I'm I'm preaching to myself. Be honest about where we are. But this is why prayer matters. A real relationship with Jesus, with God, the one and only true God. And again, feel free to comment in all of the comments below uh, of your thoughts on all this. But my, my point is, is that there's not gonna be real change if we don't decide that this is really what I want for my life. I really want a real relationship with Jesus where I'm in constant communication with him, okay? And and to say, God, yeah, I don't wanna quit this. I, I have an issue. Clearly, I've got a problem. Will you intercede on my behalf because I don't know how to stop? There's simple things like that that you can ask. He's right there, real life, real life. So, we get to this point where it's almost like we've learned to love the world and the things in the world more than we do our relationship with him. And I, I bring this up because we, we all kind of need to just pause and, and do a self-check here and say, do I love the world? Do I love validation? Do I love my pride, my arrogance, my comfort more than Jesus? We never really say that out loud because it's kind of embarrassing, but is that what we're really saying with the way that we live our life and our thought life and the way that our actions are and way we speak to the people that we love most and don't love in our eyes? What's going on in there? And sometimes, not always, not always, okay, again, I know this is a fine line, sometimes, not always, our anxiety and our fear, our anger, our worry, are because our priorities are out of whack. They're off. So yeah, you're saying, no, I take medication and that's of the Lord and I'm not, I don't even feel bad for it and whatever. Okay, cool, we're, we're not even, a, I don't wanna even address medication at this time. What I'm wanting to address right now is on medication or off medication. Are you doing your part? Or are you using whatever else as an excuse to not? For you, for me, this is the point of the show to challenge us to think differently and to move in this life in the way that God has called us to live. So your part is, are you talking to God? Are you seeking him each day? Are you reading his word? Are you calling upon his name for strength and for help and making him a priority in your life? Or has everything else taken the front seat? And he's kind of, you know, when I need to call you, I'll for sure call you. But I'm good right now. Because we can become self-absorbed. We can think that it's better to live this way instead, but then, but then it ends. And then what? <laughs> like, what happens after that? It's over. So are my priorities in check? Who am I praying to? Is your God dead or alive? That matters. Um, am I humble enough to ask for help with prayer and obedience? We, um, we feel that our prayers can be ineffective sometimes, but sometimes we have to rest and know that when we put our trust in the one who created you, me, and the entire universe, everything in it, that he's working on something. Yeah, you're going to be okay, I promise. I was looking at prayer, why people don't pray, and, uh, Someone said, I'd rather help you than pray for you. At least it's guaranteed a chance of working. And they said, I find it slightly weird if someone has a problem and the first instinct is to pray for them. If my friend is in trouble, I wanna help, not pray. And so I think that's interesting. Where's our perspective? That they would separate helping is a different thing than praying. That prayer wouldn't help, but they could help, right? Where is our perspective? Is it off? Who do I serve? Who do I love? Who do I think really can can change my problems? Yes, God gives us the strength and the mind to do what we need to do. He's given us brains to use. Um, But where is my strength coming from? All of my experiences in life are gonna play a part in how I pray. Uh, They're gonna play a part in what I believe and how I believe. Maybe you were never taught this, that's okay. No judgment here, okay? It's a simple conversation where you're sharing with God and you're listening also for Him. Um, And if you have more questions, ask away, okay? I would love to to chat with you guys in the comments. Um, I wanna apologize on behalf of the bad examples that have been in the world. I also wanna apologize for my bad example. If there's anybody out there who knew me for whatever times of my life where I was making bad choices and I said that I love Jesus, I'm really sorry. Forgive me. Because it's not okay. It doesn't mean that you have a right now to just go run the other way and be like, see, look, I, I knew it. God's people are stupid people. Well, everybody is having a hard time and we all make mistakes, but that doesn't give us a right to continue in those sins, right? And so so for anybody who's been out there, that they're not apologizing to you and you're looking for that apology, I, I apologize on their behalf if that's even allowed. Um, doesn't make it okay. Doesn't make it okay. But I wanna tell you that I'm not asking you to pray to people. I'm not asking you to pray to the church. I'm not asking you to trust every Christian and believer that comes in your path. I'm asking you to trust God himself, to talk to him. Because sin is a real thing and it and it plays a really big part in our lives. It's a ripple effect, right? It, it makes, you make a bad choice and it affects everybody around you. And some of you were like, no thanks, I grew up in a Christian home and there's nothing Christian about any of that. I'm really sorry that that happened to you and it doesn't make it okay. My prayer is that you talk to God himself. Talk to him about what happened there. And he's still still here. He's still in it. He hasn't left you. He hasn't left you. You're feeling that? He hasn't left you. He loves you. This isn't church. This is the truth, okay? It's hard for me to tell you all this because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm accountable to live this for my life too. Hello. You know, it's not like, like the easiest thing in the world sometimes, but I actively pray and ask God to help me along the way. So, so pray about everything. Pray about everything. Your family issues, how you talk to your spouse, your relationships in general, your friends, your family, your addictions, your hurts, your faults, your confusions, your pain, your identity, your suffering, your sin, and read the word of God. Because it's so worth it. Sometimes we don't want to read or pray because we're afraid of the conviction that comes with that. But God will never, ever, ever ask us to do anything that's not for the best because he loves us. So don't let the fear of the unknown keep you in this weird pit of despair that you don't have to be in. We don't have to live there. God's best is in his word and he will walk you through the trial he's gonna he's gonna help you when you feel like you're losing control and when you've got this anxiety ask him to go deeper to the different levels that need to be peeled back those layers that need to be peeled back that only he can peel back and help you because his strength is bigger it's better so yeah whatever you're doing to get if it's therapy if it's all these things that, that you're doing my, my point is this are you still doing your part spiritually? With all the things that you're adding to your schedule and your life and and whatever that it is are you still doing your part your obedience to God in prayer and in reading his word? Cuz if you're not, you can do that today. You can start today. This moment, you can you can play that audio scripture. You can the reason why we get that is we hide God's word in our heart that we might not sin against him. And he tells us to pray all the time. Not don't even stop. You can do it in your thought life. You can do it out loud. Don't feel funny doing it, just keep practicing it over and over and over if it's something that you're not used to doing. But it, it so works. I know that our upbringing, our misunderstandings that happen, um, they play a part in our prayer life, I get that. But it's in his strength that we can do this. So yes, you can. In his strength, yes, you can. You can get through your anxieties, you can get through those fears, and not just get through them, they're gonna be conquered and demolished by God's hand. Okay, so yeah, you may still feel afraid, you may still get a little anxious about something or or you have social anxiety and you're going through these different things and you're like, no, you don't get it, you don't get it. Like, God's gonna help you that day. Like, this may sound funny and tiny, but like, he's gonna help you not to pit sweat as much that day, okay? He's gonna help you not to stumble over your words as much that day. It's the little things that matter. It's the little things that count, right? So I'm proud of you, and I love you, and I'm I'm so thankful for you. And I, I cannot tell you enough how much God loves you. And so I want to pray for you right now. God, whoever is is watching right now, that face that you know them, they're sitting in their living room, they're driving in their car, they're at work, wherever they are. They're with their kids. Maybe they're in bed. They're asleep. Whatever. God I I just I want to come to you and I just I just want to ask that you would you would be near to them they would they would sense and know that you are right there This isn't just some some weird Christian show that just popped up on YouTube or popped up on their podcast God but that this was intentional this was this was from you You know their name you know their heart you know what they're anxious about you know the struggles they're going through the fears that they have God I'm asking that you would bring healing that you'd bring healing to their heart and their mind. You'd bring healing to their soul and to their wounds of the things that have happened in the past. Only you can do this, God, and I'm asking you to speak to these people. Speak to me and show us who you are. We receive everything that you have for us right now, God. May we live different lives because of who you are In your strength. We say that we can do this in your strength and your strength alone, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, I love you so much, and um, I can't wait to see you next time. I'm Tamara, and this is Quality Tam. This show is made possible in part by sponsors like Carpet Source. They do flooring and carpet. Visit CarpetSourceUSA.com. They service Albuquerque and Santa Fe, New Mexico. And if you or anyone you know would like to sponsor a show, visit qualitytam.com. Remember to like and subscribe and follow Quality Tam on Facebook and Instagram. Chill, sure, bro. Quality Tam.